This is the Get Out of Here Baldy Podcast, episode 10. Today is October 5th, 2022. Today, the Baldies talk about National Get Funky Day, World Smile Day, and National Pro-Life Cupcake Day. That's right. You heard that right. Pro-Life Cupcake Day. Pastor Aaron gets a wild card and he asks what kinds of books we've been reading. And so we discuss some meaningful things that we've been reading over the past weeks and months. Now, friends, thanks for joining us for another episode. Let's go get this bread. They're Ben and Aaron, and they love sharing about their love for Jesus and food covered in cheeses. Weird news, history, sports regaled from a generation raised playing Oregon Trail. National celebrations almost every day. There's only one thing I have to say. Don't you point or stare at their lack of hair. Yes, they're follically challenged. So sing along with the biblical Baldy Ballad. Get out of here, Baldy. Get out of here, Baldy. If you don't know what I mean, read 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 23. Get out of here, Baldy. Get out of here, Baldy. If you don't know what I mean, if you don't know what I mean, come and take a listen to your two bald kings. The Baldies are back for episode 10. Double digits. Wow. They said we'd never get there. Uh, today's October 5th? 5th. And maybe you're listening on October 6th or 7th. So who are we to tell you what day it is, really? That's true. And so actually, to be honest, today for us is We're October 3rd. We're in the past. 3rd, right? <laughs> in the past. Great powers we hold. So, But we are so glad. Uh, this is Pastor Ben, and I am joined by Pastor Aaron here uh, on staff at Wyatt Park Christian Church in St. Joseph, Missouri. And we just want to say a special thank you to everyone who has rode with us on this journey uh, since the beginning of August, maybe the last week of July. I don't remember exactly. But it's been fun. Here we are. Have you had fun? I, I am enjoying it. It's good. It's fun talking into a microphone. <laughs> And that was sort of the whole idea behind this was I knew we were already going to talk about stuff anyways. Sure. You know, and you might so, as well record it and yeah. share it with people. Exactly. And so not only are we doing that, but for those of you who listened last week, hopefully you recognize that the audio quality has just like been hundred times better, I think. I, well, it's, I'm sure it's easier to work with too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so, so we talked about that last week about we got this new uh, equipment that was really, really cheap for us to use, got some microphones, and now we have sort of this podcast corner in my office. We got this kind of high top table, if you can imagine. We're sitting on stools. We've got some some lighting, even though we've got sort of the harsh, uh, what, what, what do you call that kind of lighting? That's fluorescence. Uh, fluorescence. Above us, we do have a little lamp offering some glow Look at that. onto our bald heads. This is nice. A little bit of a ambiance. Probably won't have screaming kids in the background today. <laughs> I was surprised with, with how well that got picked up. Yeah. 
So I was I was under the impression that these microphones were supposed to sort of block out kind of the excess noise, but it just sucked all all that noise in. So they might we might just not be using them properly. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Imagine that we'll not see. using some technology we'll see properly. If that's, that's a user error. Or story not, of my life. Um, <clears throat> there's always something to celebrate. Always, always something to celebrate. This one's an interesting and one. Thankfully, people saw fit to make it official. So, in our National Day celebrations, if you are listening, um, actually on, well, okay. So I think it's today, Tuesday. Yeah. So I think actually, so the National Get Funky Day, I think, is October fifth. This is one you're going to wish you oh. celebrated right. if you're listening. Right. Get Funky Day. <laughs> So you missed it. Like before you even before you even and I, but I think it is October fifth. I think it is Wednesday. Oh, okay. I think so. I think I wrote that down wrong. But w- when I first saw that, I thought it was about funk music. Oh, right. Do you like funk music? I do. Why Something not? different. My kids do. Your kids like funk music. Yeah. Any artist at all that sticks Nothing out? Nothing in particular. I mean, a lot of it they'll listen to is people who remake like video game themes mm. in a. Funky kind of manner. Okay. like but. that. <laughs> so I guess if you want to celebrate Get Funky Day by listening to funk music, that is your prerogative. But it, it is, it's, it's about, um, a, a, according to the website, National Day Celebrations, turn up the energy, improve the mood, smile, laugh, and dance, share the enthusiasm everywhere you go. This day encourages everyone to break out of their funk and get Funky. So um, I'm hmm. surprised this is in the fall. <laughs> You're, what was that? This feels like a spring thing. It, it does. It does. And we're, I, we're, I feel like. I mean, I'm okay with it. Maybe, maybe because sometimes we just sort of need that reminder all throughout the year. But yeah, it does seem like a spring kind of thing. But, but like when we add a little. This is spice. the time of year I'm. Re- I'm like getting ready to hibernate. Oh. <laughs> so you're right. not thinking about I'm putting on a few pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about getting weather's funky, getting right? cooler. I'm bundling up, putting on hoodies. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's it, it. Is a good time of year. They say funkiness is infectious. National Get Funky Day invites you to celebrate life, spread love, laughter, and light. Get funky by wearing the brightest clothes, dance to happy music, smile, laugh. Let your hair, well, let your hair down. <laughs> it's like it's insulting us. It is. Get out of here, Baldy. Oh man. Okay. I'm not such a fan of get National Get Let Funky Day now. Let your hair down. I love it. That won't take much. <laughs> uh, they say have a party, help a neighbor, be positive, have fun. I feel like they're they're trying to be too broad with this, though. I feel like you know, yeah, it's more practical. Yeah, it's yeah, like our yeah. sermons, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Kind of narrow it down a little so bit. So I, I kind of felt this so. vibe when we went and prayed at Hosea. Okay. The other day. Yeah, yeah. There was like. There was a few of them that were having yeah. – so uh, one of the teachers was putting erasers on the fans, um, bright-colored erasers, and then turning it on. And I got hit by this projectile in the yeah. chest, and we were trying to figure out who threw that. Where did that come from? Um, and she was in the hall just laughing Yeah, because she kind of could see my face. I thought I was shocked. But you know what? That, that set fun. my day right because she was good. just having some fun. She was having fun. And, you know, when you go – like especially on a Monday morning, uh, people seriously. dread going to work on Monday mornings. And so I, I almost feel kind of guilty like going into a place on Monday mornings where, you know, people like – like they, they have some weighty work to get to. And I'm just like, nah, I don't know what I'll do today. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I, might, I might write a little bit of a sermon. I might go, you know, have – you know, visit someone in the hospital. I might – you know, it's, it's – anyway, so – 
Um, yeah, so National Get Funky Day, whatever that means to you. Um, and you don't have to tell us how you get funky either. Like, just keep that, like, between you and God and um, keep it appropriate. So keep it PG. Um, <laughs> so I, I like this idea that we can, you know, we're not just going to do national celebrations on the day of that, you know, that this is sent out because not everybody's going to listen to it on Wednesday. It's like what's happening this week. Exactly. So um, October 7th, which I believe is Friday, is – and this is – this kind of raises it up a notch because it's not just a National Day celebration, but it is World Smile Day. Because it's universal. It's universal. So it's not just about us as Americans smiling, but it's about everybody in the world smiling. Did did you ever watch – this is totally a tangent. Did you ever watch that show Lie to Me? Uh Oh. Uh Oh. No. You should check it out. Okay. It's about – so Tim Roth, who I love as an actor. Um, okay. You're looking at me funny. Yeah, like, I don't you know, know, I don't know, know Tim Roth. No, yeah, I'm sorry anyway, about that. Uh, but what it is is they, they have this like group and it's exploring how facial expressions uh, are universal yeah. across okay. cultures and all those sort of things. Yeah, so whether yeah. it's smiling or anger or contempt that there are certain things that happen mm. on a human face. Love and they that. use that as a way of – kind of investigating different crimes and uncovering the truth, which is really interesting. But it just yeah. triggers my thought to go, like, there are certain yeah. human expressions that it doesn't matter who you are, translates. where you live. It mm-hmm. translates. Mm-hmm. Um, Cross the, the barriers, language. The smiles cultures. is one of them. It is. So yesterday I was thinking about this because um, a smile, as they say in this, is is infectious. They say if someone smiles at you, you are bound to smile back. Mm. And I mean that's so true because it's like yawns. <laughs> share a smile, share a yawn. That's yeah, right. yeah. And I think there's some science behind that. Um, but it, I don't know. Like my my fear with just smiling at people at random in public is they're just going to think I'm just a creep or a weirdo, you know. Or if I smile at at, at a woman in the store. And she's like, don't look at me that way. Or, you know, like, I, like, I don't want to be offensive with my smile. So d- like when you smile, do you just kind of like, like a, you know, like you don't show any teeth, you, no, you know, gotta like, give them some or do you just like, you just like open up, just I open think it that, up. And that's one of the hurdles though, right? Is we got to get over is like some people just need to be met with an uncomfortable <laughs> smile because they're, they are so just entrenched in their negativity that they yeah. need to be broken out of it. Do you ever watch that yeah. Dave Matthews? Uh, it was a music video every day. Hmm. We got some, we're going to, we're spending today. some time on yeah. YouTube <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's this guy. He just okay. goes around and he like waves everywhere. He's just like, okay. ha- it's, it's exactly yeah. about, and he's dressed up like, he's not real. I mean, he's just got a hat and like a mullet mm. and he's, I mean, he's kind of funny looking, but. He probably wasn't trying to be funky. It's just who he was. Um, but it's just a great video because everybody – he just gets – I think and he hugs people, okay. which that could be okay. a little much. Okay. I, th- yeah, sure. I mean, unless you know the person or maybe you just kind of like – We've got to have some offer boundaries. It, like, you know, like just like I'm open for a hug if you are. And then if, if they reciprocate, then by all means. Well, that's the funny th- part so. about the video is he goes around and you can tell people at first are like, no way, no how. But as you go through the video, people are like, <laughs> you know what? Why not? And then yeah. it's like everybody's hmm. just happier. That's good. Because of it. So well, we, so, we got to watch that. I went to Walmart last night and, and I was very mindful of this. And so I, I tried to look at people in the eye and, and give them some kind of smile as I passed. 
And there were a few times I didn't do it because I felt awkward. Again, I didn't want to be a creep. Didn't want to seem like a creep. But maybe we just need to get we need to get comfortable, like you said, with the idea of making feel, people feel uncomfortable. Well, with we've smiles. established that I have boundary issues, and I'm perfectly okay making people uncomfortable. <laughs> so, so they talk about the the <sighs> benefits of smiling, and this is one of those things that like one thing leads to another. Like so, and you could say maybe this isn't necessarily uh, causation, you don't have to walk around correlation. Like the Joker. Right, right, exactly. Thinking that, that that's going to – yeah, yeah right. <laughs> they say uh, smiling improves your mood, and I think there's probably something psychological about that. Lowers blood pressure, I suppose, if you are in a better mood and you're more apt to smile, then yeah, I, I mean that would make sense. Um, perhaps lower blood pressure relieves stress. Again, sort of being in that mood of happiness, kind of a changing of a mindset of like when I go into public, I don't mm. have to be so adversarial around people are so walled off to people and, and people that I don't know. Because it's like you go into public and whether you're driving or pushing a cart, like it's just all about my space. I'm trying to get someplace. Someone's in front of me. They're cutting me off. I don't like the way they look. They're looking at me fun. You know, like everything is just so like it just feels like that's our default. Right. Does that seem accurate? Where it's just Yeah. Like, well, and it's interesting. That probably might be one of the – Things about smiling is usually I don't smile for me. Mm. I mean, a lot of times it's a way of communicating to somebody else that, hey, I yeah. see you. Yeah. I'm safe. I'm not going to like hurt you or assault you. Right. Um, and maybe that's one of the reasons it improves our mood is it like just that. forces us outside of ourselves. That's bit. good. That could be a good thing. I like that. Boosts the immune system. Again, I think it's all kind of sort of this this correlation of, you know, if we're, we're people who smile more, one thing will lead to the next, uh, relieves pain. Okay, that's that's cool. Uh, increases life expectancy. And there was actually just a, a thing recently that said that those who drink lots of coffee. Um, well, I've seen plenty of studies through the years that say if you drink lots of coffee, increases your life expectancy. You're and not suffering from confirmation bias at all. <laughs> on <that one>. Not <laughs> at all. No confirmation, but no echo chamber here. Um, so, and then, you know, we talked about... A big part of this day of World Smile Day is a part of the history where this man in 1963, Harvey Ball, created the familiar – when you think of the yellow smiley face, we think that's just been around since however long, you know. But Harvey Ball was sort of the – he's a commercial artist from Massachusetts who created the smiley face design for a state mutual life insurance company campaign. Ball aimed to spread goodwill and cheer throughout the world with his smiley face. Through the years, Ball became concerned. His image was becoming too commercialized. Mm. And in doing so, the original intent of the smiley face was getting lost. However, Ball never copyrighted the design. Interesting. That's typically what happens to anything good. Yeah. Is it becomes becomes too commercialized. and, And it loses its meaning. Yeah. Like Christmas like Easter, like any other, like many other things. And, well, yeah. It kind of reminded me of, this isn't <laughs> so much the, the commercialized piece, but the like button on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like the, listening to why yeah. they made that was just to like encourage people. And the end result was a bunch of like, you Emojis. know, middle school girls uh-huh. killing themselves because they didn't get enough didn't likes. Get like, I mean, yeah. that was the, yeah, yeah. sadly, the end result of it. And they're just like, the creators of it, just they're devastated that... That, Something that was meant into. for good yeah. Yeah. had that kind of effect. And, I mean, sure. 
That's there, there's the caution to us as humans. Don't take good things. Yeah. And, and water. Subvert yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how we avoid doing that. that and I'm sure there's probably some spiritual powers behind those sort of things. But yeah. It's funny how little things like that uncover these kind of things. It just makes you, makes you stop and think about, you know, how easy it is for us to take something that was intended for good and to turn it for... God, it's is there a like there's a story is, is there... in Scripture about this sort of thing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and, okay, and then, you know, we were talking yesterday about this, about Harvey Ball creating the yellow, the, the yellow smiley face. And, of course, it made us think of one of my favorite movies. It's got to mm. be my favorite movie of all time. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump, where he wipes his face. Such a great, like, scene. His muddy face on that T-shirt. Um, where he's on that run. Because what is it? The, it, is, ha- he's, it happens. He's, yeah. Bumper sticker. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As well. Uh-huh. He, the number of things he was responsible for just on that little uh-huh. jog. And his, uh, his jog across the, the country, yeah. 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 And then, so, yeah, oh my gosh! And he gives that. So that in the movie, that must have been Harvey be, Ball, who he gives the T-shirt to, where he wipes his face with the mud, and then there's that smiley face. That's so good. It was classic. Man, I love that movie. It's so good. Tom Hanks, one of my favorite actors. He's yeah, man. He's one of the best. Yeah, I think so. I the, yeah. another side, a little tangent yeah, here. Bring it on. That year, he lost to Russell Crowe for Best Actor. Mm. Um, Russell Crowe got it for Gladiator, which I love the film. Movie. It was yeah. it's beautiful. Sure. But Tom Hanks spent like an hour and a half alone on screen with a volleyball and kept you totally entertained. <laughs> the fact that he didn't win it that year is a crime. Oh, gosh. Uh, I but... can see that. Yeah. No, I, there's a case to be made for that for sure. Oh, my gosh. Wilson! <laughs> Like, why is this <coughs> wrenching my heart out? Oh it's a gosh. volleyball. Oh my gosh! Well done. Tom. Wow, wow. <clears throat> that's that's a good that's a good blast from the past right there. All right, last uh, National Day of celebration. Um, this is uh, on October 9th, which is this upcoming Sunday. Um, the the name just just really made me pay attention. But it's National Pro Life Cupcake Day now, on October 9th. National Pro Life Cupcake Day encourages open dialogue. And an exchange of cupcakes. Mm. So open dialogue. Obviously, in this instance, it's it's somebody who said, "Listen, um, you know my beliefs on on abortion." You know, they would say, "I'm pro life," and they thought one of the best ways to bring up a contentious subject was to approach somebody with cupcakes and to sit down at a table and say, "We can discuss hard things while we're eating sweet things." Mm. I don't know. Do you, has, has that? Have you experienced something like that before? I, you know, I haven't. And but I think it's kind of a neat idea to yeah. have like a gesture of uh-huh. saying, "Hey, like, we're not. You can't be enemies with somebody that just gave you a cupcake." Right. Although I've been thinking about this, and I don't want to like typecast people. That's or fine. Typecast uh, Yeah. But <clears throat> the cupcake might not be the best choice, mm. as you know, you want you want to be conscious of your neighbor who. Holds certain views might I don't know, yeah. be vegan or gluten free or uh, something of that nature. So maybe, so just, maybe you could go gluten free mm, cupcakes or some egg. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I just I was thinking about man, does this cupcake end up like opening up a plethora of other issues on your way to talking about one that's already or being just tennis. another hurdle know, to get over? <laughs> so something to think about. <laughs> Something to think about. 
Think about the person that you want to have a difficult conversation with. And think about what – like hopefully you know what they like. Sure. Well, that would be you know? a place to start. Or maybe just say, hey, what do you like? Or maybe just – you know, and, and I think about some some tense conversations I've had in the past. And the best ones that I'm recalling happened while at a cafe eating a good hamburger. Um, there's just something about – I mean, and, and that's I guess part of the power of of sharing a table together, yes, you know, and something that we celebrate as Christians is the sort of the the, the drawing of the table, um, where Jesus is able to have Judas and Peter and the rest of his disciples that fled, you know, knowing that it was going to happen. But the power of of table, the power of togetherness, filling our bellies, using our senses, all of those things. Well, I think that's the, you know, the gesture here is to, again, build a relationship mm, with someone yeah. who maybe thinks differently than you. That's and good. rather than, I mean, it's so easy on yeah. social media and things to make issues yeah. and, and not see that there are human beings behind these things. And right. again, I found that being in proximity with people, I've had times where I've thought, how could someone possibly think this way? Mm. And then mm-hmm. when you sit with a neighbor that you know or whatever, you're like, okay, this person is one of those. And so you develop some empathy, even if there's continued disagreement. Um, again, to have a nuanced conversation versus the kind of polarizing yeah. tweetables yeah. that that are out there. We need to, to get back to more of this. So, you know, one of the things about this is just the ability to for someone to, to read this and be like, well, I'm not pro-life, I'm pro-choice, or like t- take any topic at mm-hmm. all. But really what I love about this this day is the idea. It's, it's encouraging open dialogue, which we need to have more of, mm-hmm. open dialogue that is, like you said, it, it's not based on – open dialogue is not social media <laughs> – communication right we can we can i've seen some good you know back and forth on social media but more and more um it's just it's just not a, the best way to communicate about difficult topics and things where there's nuance and where you need to see the person's <clears throat> facial expressions their tone of voice and just respect the humanity of the person sitting across from you with, with a different view so um However, you want to, you know, find work this into your life, um, you know, to to have open dialogue and exchange cupcakes or corn dogs or and talk about things that matter. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, 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 because it has to be like things matter, right? The things that we believe, and we believe the things that we believe matter, uh, and 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 there's got we've been able to to as humanity. Um, work through those differences. And it's not just this time of, of history, human history, where we haven't been able to. It's just that it's so much easier to avoid <clears throat> those those types of sure dialogues and conversations. Well, I think that's the, the people's reluctance is mm-hmm. when you see what's on the news or on social media mm-hmm. or, again, maybe even what's happening in your neighborhood through picketing or protesting or whatever, it, that it feels so volatile that you don't even want to oh, yeah. have the conversation because yeah. you're afraid that it's going to blow up instantaneously. <laughs> right, right. So that's why um, a lot of families, they go to Thanksgiving and they're like, this is off, off you know, limits. These are off this the table. Off limits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and the, the problem is, like again, those deeply held – things of importance to us mm-hmm. are, I mean, if we don't ever share those with people, what kind of yeah. relationship do we have? Sure. 
And so figuring out to, figuring out a way to have those conversations so that we can have deep, meaningful relationships. Because if not, it's going to be superficial. Or we do end up in right. echo chambers only ever yep. conversing with people who are just like us. Yep. And God, I don't... I mean, I look in the mirror every day. I don't want to spend a bunch of time with people who think and act just like me. I hear you. No, that's that's a good word. Sorry, Ben. No, that's all right. Hey, no, we might look yeah. alike. I don't know that we. I mean, we agree on, on things. I'm sure we disagree on on things as well. Sure. And and that's and that's part of you know really what I I mean. That's just part of life. And that's right? yeah. So, part, I think it's part of the fun of living. Yeah, absolutely, knowing people. Yeah. So that's a good word. Um, so. Now I'm going to hand it off to you, kind of a Pastor yeah, Aaron's wild, wild card. card. What, what, do you, what do you got? All right. I'll, 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 maybe I'll just put the choice before you. That'll work. So I got I got yeah. two ideas. Okay. I, I, I kind of know what you're reading, but I thought it'd be fun yeah. to talk a little bit about what we as pastors are reading, yep. learning, Absolutely. Um, just on our own, for our own souls. I love that. Or we can go down maybe a lighter route. Okay. I, I don't know. It depends what you're reading. I suppose. Sure. Um, of just favorite fall activities. So oh, I'll let man. you choose the path. Oh man, that's a good. That's a good. Let's let's go with uh, let let's go with what we're what we're reading. I think okay. that's that's a good one. So yeah. what are you reading? Sir? That's that is a great question. What am I reading? So one, I've I've started digging into the Hobbit. You know, because we talked about that a couple weeks ago. It was a uh, this day in history when mm-hmm. it was published in 1937 or something. But um, you know, and so that's more of a light reading right now, but. What I'm picking up on from from the journey so far, I'm at the point where Bilbo meets Gollum, okay. and they've gone through the the riddles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great scene, and yeah, it really is. And I love reading like Gollum's the way that they've written because you know he speaks in the book like I remember it in the movies. You know, so that's fun to sort of put that voice in my head <clears throat> and to pretend to do that myself. But what I what I'm picking up on with with Bilbo is his he's he goes on this adventure reluctantly, you know, and but then he he he's like, okay, I'm gonna do it, and there's sort of like a he like buys into it, yeah, know, at a certain point, but every time he hits resistance, he starts thinking about his hobbit hole. <laughs> he starts thinking about you know what he could be eating, uh, his pipe, you know. In fact, there was there was a quote, um, it, one of the scenes where it's after the goblins attack them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's like, he's got his pipe. He finds that his pipe is still intact. <clears throat> he finds that he's got uh, his pouch of tobacco is still there. And he's like, oh, this is good. This is good. And then he realizes he has no matches. <laughs> he, has, he has nothing to light it with, right? And so it's like this, this woe is me. You know, he wants to be back in his hobbit hole. And sort of, you know, I think that's – Maybe our universal human condition mm-hmm. is that there's a part of us that craves being on an adventure and doing things and being useful and using our gifts and skills. And then adversity comes and we sort of – we long for our place of comfort. you know. And that's not always a bad thing. Um, but I think what I'm, what I'm seeing is that when, when Bilbo decides to trust that there's a purpose for him being on this – and pushing forward and finding the courage to take the next step and not go backwards to uh, the Shire. Um, that that speaks to me, you know, because talking about fear of failure, talking about, you know, just in my mind thinking about what, what my abilities are. And I think we all sort of sell ourselves short mm. on what we think we can do. And sometimes we need a, a wizard to stop by our house and be like, 
I've got an adventure for you, you know. Amen. So so that's kind of what I'm reading, you know. And, of course, um, that's a book that was written with some theological, you know, thoughts, you know, from, from Tolkien. Some and, undertones. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Even, I mean, and, and so I, I, I've appreciated that. I, that's kind of the, the biggest thing that I've been sort of mulling on recently. Well, I love, I love fantasy for that reason. It allows us, pulls us out of our world, puts us in um, a fantasy realm to allow us to see things mm-hmm. and th- and think in different ways, and yeah. then we get put back in our own yeah. world, and it's like, oh, we have a new perspective. Yeah, and th- and that's uh, I challenge myself because I don't read a lot of fiction books. I don't. I think it's I think it's something a lot of in in Christian circles is yeah. not encouraged as yeah. much as it should be. Sure, I think we're so. more like that had a spell in it, so it's got to be bad. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I, you know yeah. what? I think you're missing out yeah. on some things. Missing so. on the point. So I so that was sort of my it's 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 a way to sort of. Um, so, some personal growth for me, mm-hmm. and then I've noticed that as I, as I've been getting into the book, it transports me into another place where I can just really use my a part of my brain that I don't use all the time, and then I'm I am finding some of those truths that I feel like this is good for anyone, but it's good for me right now in this time of life. Hmm. So it's been good. So what about you? What, what what's going through your? Um. So I've got I, my fun one is. Uh, I'm reading the Mistborn series by yeah. Brandon Sanderson, uh, and so that's got some fun explorations and like to, MRS, it, like Mrs. Born kind of thing. Uh, Mist. Oh, Mistborn. Okay. Mistborn. Okay. So the premise is there are these unique individuals within society who are called like allomancers, okay. and so they're able to in their they like actually ingest different kinds of metals. Okay. <laughs> and different metals give them different abilities. Gotcha. Um, and so most alamancers can only do like one metal. Okay. So like pewter, like you burn for strength, or other ones heightens your senses. senses. But the mistborn mm. are able to do all of them. They can and take so, in all of the metals and yes. get all of the benefits Correct. from those. And so anyway, there's this lord ruler who's like the evil tyrant type of thing, okay. and they take him down. Um, in one of the books, but then there's like chaos, and then they start to realize, like, was this evil tyrant? Like, he actually brought order. So it has this, like, this weird exploration of some okay. different things. So there's some it, tension that you're having to. Yeah, like people, like, so w- w- as they like defeat him mm-hmm. at the end of, the, I think it's the first book, um, it becomes kind of this like people is like, who's gonna basically fight for his spot? Okay. And then other people going, man, at least we had food when he was like, it's so it's really like an interesting exploration yeah. in some of those things. Interesting. And it's kind of like Saddam Hussein, like, you know, like when we took him out yeah. for the West, you're like, oh, this is a great victory. Yeah. And then there were Christians in Iraq who Saddam was said to basically, he didn't trust his own people. Like right. he was like, they're going to kill me if they have a chance. And so the people that he put at the most trusted positions in his government around him specifically were Christians. Oh, interesting. And so when when Saddam went away, the protected status of the Christians went away. Mm. And so for, for Christians in America, we're like, yeah, Saddam is dead. And Christians in Iraq are like, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Right? That was like he was the one thing standing in between us and complete chaos. So, so it yeah. kind of... <laughs> no, yeah. And then, and then there's like, again, the mist yeah. is like this force of... At first, you think it's kind of neutral but it ends up I, I there at least it's moving towards in this last book that it's kind of the embodiment of okay. evil 
Mm. Um, so it, it's anyway. It, it's How many books of, are in the series? Uh, just three. Okay. So it's Sanderson's uh, a prolific writer, and these ones are are shorter, mm. and this series is real short. So it's like he really um, honed his skills to do a lot in a little space. Okay. So it's wow. it, if you want an introduction to him as an author, uh-huh. um, it, it's okay. a good place to start. So that's my fun one. Okay. And then the one that I'm reading to provoke thoughtfulness is one called Secular Creed by okay. Re- Re- uh, Rebecca McLaughlin. Yeah. And so she kind of takes you know, those yard signs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, says, you know, in this house, Black Lives Matter, love is love. Um, women's rights are human rights. Uh, we're all immigrants and diversity makes us stronger. And okay. she kind of talks about the the biblical strengths behind some of these ideas, but also sure. what are the biblical critiques okay. um, of yeah. how, how do they right. interweave issues. And so it's been real helpful uh, as far as, again, bringing nuance to a conversation, but also yeah. uh, disentangling yeah. good ideas mm. that we, we mm-hmm. see from, I think, really harmful, sure. unbiblical ideas that have been really woven together, together yeah. and yeah. disentangling those. And she's a great researcher, good. Uh, gal from uh, Britain, and uh, yeah, she just she's a good thinker. Her mm. other book was Confronting Christianity, which is also a good read. Heard about that, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what's the name of that book? Secular Creed. Secular Creed. Okay, and is she? Does she have like a connection to? Is she? Does she call herself a Christian? Is she? So yes, she would. She's uh-huh. a Christian. Okay. Um, uh, comes from kind of a real secular background. Mm-hmm. Um, has, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I think she grew up around church, but um, when it captured her imagination, she struggled with same-sex attraction her whole mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of a unique uh, speak perspective that. Mm-hmm. that she has had to wrestle through yeah. um, as a believer. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she's a, a neat gal, great thinker. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, has just had uh, being in ac- the academy. She's, I think, had to uh, interact with people in ways where she's gone. You know what? The church has not often provided me with uh, ways of answering or wrestling with these questions that are. Uh, helpful, and so I think working through that with a, a lot of her her friends and colleagues and different things, uh, have, mm. uh, she's produced some real good material. Mm. So she's That's been a helpful. helpful thinker to me. Absolutely. One of the the theological books that that I've been reading, I'm getting close to finishing, and it's one that I've told myself I need to finish before I buy another book, which I've broken that rule a few times <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. But you gotta stop going to conferences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's part of the problem. And I don't have another one coming up for a while, so maybe that'll be my saving grace. But it is uh, Brian Zond, which he's not one that, like, I don't read him to, to really challenge current held beliefs because I feel like I'm kind of kind of lockstep sure. with him on a lot of things. But this has been really helpful. It's, it's uh, one of his latest books called When Everything's on Fire. Mm. And he talks about uh, – it, it's not necessarily just about deconstruction. Um, a lot of it is sort of – how how do you stay connected to, to faith um, through difficult times? Mm. And he pushes back on sort of um, sort of the idea that apologetics and having an answer for everything, for everything. you know, is sort of the way to go. Um, he he doesn't say it's unnecessary, you know, but he really points to sort of beauty and and sort of the intangibles that that God is as sort of being the thing that really. Um, grounds us in difficult times. And what I like about Brian is he's just really well-read. And so 
he brings things into all of his books that I've read. They're books that I would never read myself because they're just too academic. Sure. It would take me – so I, like he's sort of he, – he reads it. He digests it and then he sort of gives me the, the Cliff's notes of a lot of these yeah. things. And so then I get to sound smart when I talk about Nietzsche and I get yeah. – <laughs> and Tim, I've never – Tim Keller <laughs> is one of those guys for yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So when everything's on fire, I've I, like it's just been – it's been really, really – Helpful. Uh, you mean humans me. would like grab on to arguments to mask our vulnerability and yeah. to actually wrestle? <laughs> that doesn't happen. No, right? it would never. It doesn't happen. Oh, goodness. So, but yeah, I mean, I would say if there's anybody who just you've been through a, a tough time, or maybe you know somebody who's just questioning faith, I think it's a great resource. We talked about the AJ Svoboda book. Is that um, Faith After Doubt? Yep. So that's a good resource. I haven't read that one for myself. I've I've heard enough people, but that's it's one phenomenal. that I'd like to dig that's, into. It, that's one that if you're looking for another route yeah. to go, that that one has been. Yeah, it was just it was one I wanted to go back and read mm. right after. Again, awesome. it was that what it was well written. That's so. awesome. Maybe we could start like a book club or something with people that just to kind of take them through some of these books that we're reading at some point and. Because um, I'd love to kind of dig into some of these things that would not just for ourselves, but be, I think all of us know people who, um, if if we have maybe some some different, you know, if we're equipped to be able to, yeah. And, and I think a big part of that is to not be so threatened by people in our lives who um, have questions, and to make people feel like they can't have questions, you know, uh, but to be sort of that companion uh, with people. Um, well, I think that's the beauty of uh, the deconstruction thing is we should all be deconstructing. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in the in sense, sense that, yeah. that we should challenge our beliefs and hopefully mm -hmm. through that what we come out with is a stronger faith yeah. that's more biblical. Right, right, right. That's um, definitely the goal, yeah. Now, I think a lot of people will yeah. abandon the faith and so the idea sure. gets a negative connotation. Yeah. But if you're not at some point deconstructing or challenging what you believe, then right. Chances are that it's that's not doing so is built on the assumption that I have it all right. Sure, right, right. <laughs> Which is a terrible. Which place is a to terrible be. place to be. Yeah, it's almost like that the god of certainty in a sense. Yeah, and um, and and I think through through my journey, and we could talk more about this um, at another time because we, you could really unpack sure. you know deconstruction, even talk about maybe where we've changed since what we've grown up with. Sure. And, you know, sort of shifted and stuff. But I know there was a period of time for me and, and being in the midst of ministry while everything underneath me is like shaking, mm. you know, and I'm like, what do I believe? What do I believe? And the only thing I knew that I believed was that Jesus is Lord, <laughs> that Jesus rose from the dead and that his spirit lives in me. And like that was like and, – and I'm called to to love my neighbor as myself, right? And so – Well, if you don't most... deconstruct those things, you're going to be okay. I, I was going to say. Yeah. And so when I found myself with nothing but that mm. and I found – I was like, I'm actually standing on some solid ground right mm -hmm. now. I'm standing on, on something that feels like a rock. Yeah. And then from there, I was able to sort of put some pieces back in and also say goodbye to some other pieces as well. So mm. – and um, so – that's that's some good stuff, and you know, I appreciate that uh, that question from you. That's 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 good. Well, I yeah, I mean, I I think people there's a lot of things I read that I never share with anyone, so mm -hmm. I think this is a good avenue to do it, mm -hmm. and to let our people know that we yeah. don't just read to yeah. prep sermons. That's right. That's true. <laughs> but we are trying to grow as humans because there is that temptation, you know, yeah. to say, well, you know, any any sort of 
reading of this book that's not going into a sermon, I used to think it was like a kind of a waste of time. You know, I could better put my my time into reading things that are going to be written down and shared later on instead of and that's perhaps had been my reluctance to reading like a like a fiction book because I, of course fiction books can preach right you can sure. learn a lot of things from them but it's almost like I was afraid of having wasted brain power. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, wasted time doing stuff that's not going to turn into anything. Right. The Hobbit may or may not apply to what you're yeah. preaching on this week. Right. You know? exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. But if it gives me just a little bit of a, of a rest, of a, a refuge, then I'm happy with that. You know, just a mental refuge just mm-hmm. for five or ten minutes at a time. So... Um, I think we've really covered quite a bit. Um, you know, we'll just, you know, last Sunday we, we started a capital campaign and talked about um, we're going through a three-week series of so talking about the church as people, uh, the church as a place, and the church with, with a purpose. And um, just curious on, on anything that might have stuck out to you last Sunday and talking about the church as people. We talked briefly about it the, the week before. Yeah, I, I just I really did appreciate the past, present, kind of future mm. Uh, look, um, I guess last week when we were talking, I was really mindful of the past piece. This yeah, yeah. I appreciated your little proverb, mm. right? That yeah. share it again. Yeah, uh, something about society becomes great when old men plant trees that whose well, shade they'll yeah. never sit under. Yeah. yeah, and so that idea of for us as uh, a church, just being mindful that I mean, Jesus might come back. But in all yeah. likelihood, I mean, sure. every, yeah, every every generation, generation since uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't. And so, yeah. uh, again, we look forward with anticipation of that, but also thinking, you know, what are we yeah. uh, leaving our our kids with? And mm-hmm. so um, just as even as we think about a capital campaign, are we going to leave them with uh, a nice place to be able to do ministry out of and yeah. preferably no debt? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you right. know, are we going to straddle them with? Uh, being bound by yeah. you know, our methods and, and bills or those Having sort of things. Pay, pay for the mistakes that we made sure. or, or leave them with something better. And so I think just you know, like that uh, that's real helpful not to mm-hmm. be the only choice that we make, that we'd have a big savings account for them or whatever, but yeah. being mindful of yeah. that, you know, are we going to prep the way so mm-hmm. that the things that maybe we had to fight for really – uh, beseech God for, which I mean, wouldn't be bad for them to have to do either, but sure. um, do we just open up a new set of freedom for mm-hmm. them to pursue the guiding of the Spirit uh, without having to necessarily think, oh, where's this, how's that going to work? Or, Absolutely. Um, but they can just say yes and run with it because of the work okay. of the past. And so I'm thankful for, in all the ministries I've been yeah. a part of, yep. for the people that have done that. I've done that, yeah. Um, and also mm-hmm. just going, but I hadn't thought a lot about being that for somebody else yet. That's that's where it gets lost on me, you know, because I'm just thinking about present time and the people who came before us. It's like their influence, a lot of them, you know, it just seems like We're supposed to be in the middle of our prime. I don't know if that... <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but but oh, we're to, I think we're yeah, to that phase right. to where like over the next decade that's really going to shift for us. Yeah, I think and so. so I don't know. You prompted me to start thinking about something okay. that I hadn't. So thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and that you know I had someone come to me last week and and they, you know they're in their seventies and and they said you know I I just haven't given that a thought hmm. before you know that like because they're thinking about all the people that they're so thankful for that welcome them in the church that has been a great example. But then, you know, we just don't think of ourselves in that same light. We do, maybe, and I don't know if it's because we don't um, think that we're making as much of an impact. You know, maybe we don't think that w- what we're doing is as 
I don't know. Well, that's been the regular challenge you've given in those informational meetings mm-hmm. that I don't not everyone necessarily got to hear is, sure. is you again, everyone speaks about that person, how meaningful it was to them. And yeah. your challenge to say, well, why don't you be that yeah, for be that for somebody who's else. coming in new yeah. now? And Absolutely. I really like that was good. Yeah. Good stuff. So we're taking that and moving now next week into talking about the place and most churches, you know, when you talk about place, it, it could be that, hey, we started off here, then we migrated here, then we migrated there. And so each generation, each period of an individual church will have ties to different places. But I think what I'm going to lean into this week is sort of um, the importance of being rooted, uh, the importance of being grounded. Um, and, you know, I'll take talk spiritually about our rootedness in Christ, but also then how that can apply to specific locations mm-hmm. Where you know, for instance, you know, I've been in, lived in Indiana, lived in Texas, lived in Kansas, now Missouri, and there's just a longing uh, everywhere. Everywhere I go, to sort of like dig into the culture mm. there. Like I'm, I wasn't from Indiana, but I was a Hoosier when I lived there. Sure. When we moved to Texas, I remember my ancestors who moved from Germany to Texas and was like, "I'm, I'm Texan," and you see my Texan flag over there. You know, uh, we moved to, back to Kansas, and that was sort of a reconnecting with my childhood roots. And now that we're in Missouri. You know, I, I, it's like he says this, folks. I'm staring at a bunch of K State gear up on the shelves. That's right. So that's migrated with me across the river. He hadn't become a tiger yet. <laughs> Probably never will. You know, but and and so and I, I've seen the same with 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 you as well. There's just this desire to dig into the community that we sure. live in and and to be rooted and grounded where we're at because it makes a difference where we are at. And that's something that I'm going to really push into and lean into this upcoming year for us as a church is to sort of have a uh, a revival of purpose that we are – yes, we're a church for all of St. Joe. We have people – most of our people don't live in the Wyatt Park neighborhood, but we have neighbors here in this old Wyatt Park neighborhood that are – you know, that's like – let's start – right around us, mm-hmm. make connections with the people around us. Um, and so that's what I'm really going to lean into, um, the church as as a place, um, rooted, grounded, a pl- like a launching pad of sorts, you mm-hmm. know. And and I think finally I'm going to sort of close with this idea, the architecture of the sanctuary. Um, a lot of old cathedrals and church buildings were designed to to sort of, look like something else and especially the ones that have like the the arch it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like an upside down arc you know so if you were to flip over the oh, the roof so in fact I just did that yesterday I walked in the sanctuary and I looked up at at the arch and sort of the the wood pillars that are going around and I imagine turn that over and it's a boat I mean it's an arc mm. you know and so you think about the the arc as a place of of refuge a place of coming home after a long day and just going. Dude, we are going to nerd out next week on the podcast on Sacred Space, folks. So tune in for that. One. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that. going to be. Uh-huh. You're start, you're, 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 Let's you're, talk about you're that. You're cracking open so, a biblical theme there. You be the host next week. <laughs> okay. You be the host next week because I'd love to dig we'll into that. We'll fold down some holes. Yeah. That'll Place, be good. baby. Place. Let's do that. So I'm going to try and lean into that. It's going to be Wonderful. a mixed bag. Like la- like last week, I, d- I usually preach 20 minutes, and I just couldn't pause. <laughs> like I was talking 100 miles an hour last Sunday, and it was like a 30-minute situation. And so just bringing a lot of – Look out. Was... You're going to be Baptist before too long. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Woo! go any longer. That's right. And one person said, 
I appreciate what you, you know, you talked about money, but I didn't really feel like you did. And, and I, I said the the example was like trying to give a dog a pill. You got to coat it in peanut butter first. You yeah. know? So that was, <laughs> that's the idea of preaching a, a capital campaign yeah, series. You got to cover it in peanut butter or Nutella and hopefully people will swallow it. So, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll talk about Stuart. We're, we're over. I can't go. You're, you're, wanting, you're just about to get me preaching. I'm gonna. We're gonna call well, it quits. Hey, g- give us, give us, give us your your. Uh, well, I'm just like, thinking yeah. on this. Like, yeah. the, if we, it's so interesting how sometimes we're afraid of talking about these kind of things that would be capital campaign yeah, or giving right. or whatever you it did. is, and it's like we're just stewards. Yeah. Like, if we actually believed that it all belonged to God, this would not be a problem. We as a community are just trying to discern, God, how do you want for us to steward what's already yours? And it's interesting in an individualistic society in which Mm -hmm. we live where, again, this idea of ownership or self-made – like it's it's built on a theological concept that the Bible just shatters. It's like nothing is yours. Zero. Yeah. And so I more and more I think as a pastor I've been reluctant to just say those things. But when I hear people sure. talk about their stuff like it's theirs, yeah. I think we are should probably openly rebuke that more than we do. More than we do, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And not in a real negative way, but just yeah. remind people like sure. that's not that's not yeah. the story we're living. You're right. We're st- we're stewards You're on right. our best day. Absolutely, and that oh. narrative needs to be front and center. Yeah. You'll be the host next week, so okay, you well, let's let's dig into it. Let's dive into good. it. That'd be awesome. So, folks, we yeah, this has been good. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I think you know, the, like a couple weeks ago, we had our best podcast uh, episode that just went up into thin air. So here's the the next best one for you. Here we go. <laughs> so, grace and peace out to you, and beware of the bears.